Nerd Talk. Dork Talk. Real Talk. The coolest podcast ever. The Kenny Ho Show. It's showtime. What up? It's old Kenny here with you for a brand new episode of the Kenny Ho Show. Getting one in. All this working, working six, seven days a week. Pain in my ass. And it's not giving me a whole lot of time to do creative things. I've got a lot of things lined up for episode 200. All put on hold. 100% put on hold. I can't. Even, I don't even have time to write. I barely have time to sleep. I showed up to work the other day like a walking, talking zombie. And not like a walking dead zombie, not like a beloved million, hundreds of million dollar franchise type of zombie. No, I was just a a poor, uh, depressed, um, a hopeless type of zombie. The type that's too lazy to go hunting for brains, that's gonna starve to death. The type that's walking around hoping that chick from Resident Evil will shoot him in the head type of zombie. That's what I was. But I got home at a decent time today, have a little bit of time to record, so let's do it. Why not? This is my favorite thing in the whole entire world to do, and I don't know. As I said, I plan on leaving that job. It's just hard to break it to the boss, because my boss is a really cool lady, and they are screwed. I don't understand. This place has a lo- This place can afford it, and they need it. They need to hire more people. But she's good to me. My boss is good to me. So, you know, I think my boss is so cool to the point where I looked at the schedule. I'm like, oh, wait, I'm not. Am I in tomorrow? It doesn't say I'm in. And she's like, no, you're not in. But are you offering to work? Because we'll take you. And every fiber in my body and my mind was saying, God damn it, do not offer your services. Do not work. You're tired. You've gone like three weeks without a day off. Take the day off. Sleep in. Play some video games. Record some Kenny Ho Show. Do anything other than go into work. And despite all this happening, the words that made it to my mouth were, yeah, I am offering. I'll come in. And for the rest of the night, I'm like, why did I do that? I'm so tired. I don't know how I'm going to make it through this shift, let alone another one tomorrow. And by the end of the night, her assistant was like, oh, so you're coming in tomorrow, right? I'm like, sure. And she's like, no, no, not sure. Like, yeah, yes, yes, right? Not sure. I'm like, yes, I'm coming in tomorrow. And going home, I'm like, damn it, why did I do that? But I'm like, whatever, I'll suck it up. It's not like they're not paying me to show up. Uh, They'll be paying me. Black Friday's coming up. Old Kenny's got to buy himself some video games. Old Kenny wants a Switch. So, you know what? I'll show up. But it wasn't meant to be. I woke up the next morning under the weather, as the kids would say. The kids from the 1930s, of course. So, I had to call it in anyway. So, here's a lesson for you. Uh, don't, don't work hard. Screw working hard. Is that the lesson? I really don't know at this point. The thing with working six, seven days in a row is the mind... It's just like getting by. There's high-function thinking and low-function thinking, which is like 75% of the people I meet in this world. Many of them are just low-function thinking guys. And then there's, oh my god, I'm so tired. 
you just need to remember how to how to talk kind of how to how to write your own name kind of and remember your phone and like your bus pass maybe certainly the bus pass forgot my phone today i had a sign for something i don't even remember when or for what the other day could barely sign my own name and no lie i could barely speak when i was at work i'm like on emergency brain function right now like right now i have the cognizant ability of some redneck hillbilly from Alabama whose mother was his sister, who dated her cousin, uh, who, who was married to his father, whose father was also their uncle, who was birthed from some sort of porcupine, who was the product of some unholy matrimony, some sort of slack-jawed yokel who enjoyed uh, engaging in sexual intercourse with barnyard animals. Like, you put me against a battle of the wits from uh, from that dude, with that dude, probably kick my ass. Especially if we're playing Southern Trivial Pursuit. What's a redneck jackpot? I don't know. I don't think I'd know the answer even if I was at full power. Is it like winning like a low amount of... So like winning the lottery, but like not the full amount, like a low amount, but because you live in some backwater shed, not like you know you steal electricity from the city folk, the city slickers, and you don't buy beers, you just make moonshine or whatever. Is that is that a what was that? Is that the redneck jackpot? What was the question again? <clears throat> redneck jackpot is when you get to make sweet sweet love with your cousin Sue Ann. Oh, for the love of. But let's get to it. Let's get to the show. I had two options. I got taking me a nap or do the Kenny Ho show. And I decided screw the nap. Sleep is for the smart, healthy people. Lucky people. Oh, gosh. I made a horrible mistake by not choosing the nap. No, I made a choice and I'm going to stick to it. The reason why I'm doing the Kenny Ho show this week is to pay tribute to the man, Stan, the man, Stan Lee, rest in peace, big fella. Yes, of course, unfortunately, I'm sure you've heard the news. I think if you've been on Twitter, you've seen the news. Of course, Stan, the man, uh, passed away at 95 years old. He's lived a full life, but it sucked nevertheless. Like, it hurt. It. I felt it. Am I gonna... If I'm perfectly honest, I expected uh, this day would be coming... For a long, long time now. At least the past year. But it still hit me. It still hit me really hard. Like, I I don't know him personally. But he's someone I look up to. Someone who I think is just so great. Just a, a great personality. A great mind. I just like the guy. And when I saw that he had passed away, it, it was like the wind got knocked out of me. I was like, whoo. Kid you not. That's what happened. And I guess the only thing that did soften the blow is... I've been expecting it for a long time because if you've been paying attention to his life, like the moment his wife passed away, like everybody was on red alert. Everybody knew how much he loved his wife. I'm sure you've heard those stories. You know, a grandpa passes away. Well, that grandma not far behind him and vice versa. I'll never know what that's like. You know, if I manage to marry me a woman that I'm actually interested in, it's because she probably needs a green card or something. And the moment she's a, a landed citizen or whatever, I am 
probably going to get poisoned to death. I'll enjoy uh, a few months of uh, getting to give her the hibbity-dibbity-doo or trying to give her the hibbity-dibbity-doo. But she's always going to have an excuse, always going to have a jazz class, piano recital, whatever. I'm like, man, all these classes that you're doing, like, you must be the most talented performer on the face of the planet. Why are you married to me? You could do much better. And she's like, I know, I am making plans. I'm like, what? She's like, just keep drinking chocolate milk, fat boy. And of course, I don't mean to make light of the situation, but you know what? I think if anyone understands, I think Stan the Man understands. The show must go on. And yes, there's a time to mourn. There's a time to be sad about this, but more in private. And to tell you the truth, as much as I admire the dude, I'm not his family. I'm not his loved ones. I'm not the part of the inner circle where it would be completely inappropriate to be making jokes, to be you know having a good time. But hey, I, I had my couple days where I felt shitty, where I... Where I was just like, damn it, I never got to meet him. That was something I wanted to do. Uh, at at one point, you know, I'd manage a parlay, some some gig where I was a nobody into an interview with the... I was going to say Taylor Swift. I didn't interview Taylor Swift. That's next. Uh, oh, yeah, you bet your ass on that one. I'm putting my foot in my mouth. I'll be like, all right, so Taylor, um, how many times... Do you boink a dude before you move the hell on? How many dudes have you been boinked by? How many STDs have you racked up? Would you consider yourself a slew? Yes, it's true. I am trying to encourage her security guards to beat me to death. I'm innovative. You gotta hand me, you gotta give me that, right? Sister suicides for the sick? You know, I'm pretty sick in many ways. I hear depression's a, an illness, so I'm sicking away. But apparently, not enough for the, for the Canadian government to be like, yeah, we'll put a pillow over your head for you. So I uh, find different ways. Next, I'm thinking maybe I go into a really bad neighborhood and try to rob a drug dealer. Got any ideas? Send them to me at the Kenny Ho Show. But what was I saying? Oh yeah, right. Interviewed uh, Tiffany Alvord. I was a virtual nobody at this gig. But I'm like, after that, I'm like, anything is possible. So I was like, okay, can I parlay the Kenny Ho show into somehow getting an interview with Stan Demand? Because I know he was doing POW comics. Uh, POW, right? Pretty sure I'm right about that. You know, uh, a few years back, I think he stopped recently because you can see his deterioration, you know, both physically and mentally. But I never really pursued it. I think I shut it down after he announced that his final trip to Fan Expo Toronto, and I didn't go through with it. It was too much money at the time. And so I think I gave up after that. Do I regret it? No. I mean, honestly, like, I've met people in the industry. You know, I've met Michelle Branch. I've met Tiffany Alvord. I've sat down with Tiffany Alvord. Wade McNeil was one of my buddies a few years ago. And none of it really means anything. You know, you have a nice memory, a story to tell, but what the hell? It wasn't like Stan was going to take me under his wing and, you know, develop me into somebody. So it's not the end of the world. But I have been thinking about this lately, actually, on that uh, on that note. It's like your relationships in life. Doesn't mean necessarily, you know, romantic or anything like that. And it doesn't even mean friendship. It means who do you interact with, who you work with, who are you joking around with, who who's in your life on a regular basis. I mean, there's a level of, you know, being political and bullshitting or whatever and just, you know, just managing 
decent working relationships and stuff like that. But being at this other gig, everyone's so much older than me. I'm like, I don't hang out with these people. I don't want to be them, nor do I want to be around them. So, and even the first job, there's lots of people. I'm like, I don't really want to be around you either. So I got to figure something out where I can have relationships with the type of people I want to have around in my life. Like inspiring people, smart people, people who look out for me and take care of me. So be mindful of stuff like that. Like Stan Lee looked like he was everything. All those things I just named, smart, wonderful, you know, caring, all these things. He seemed to be all those things. And it's important to look for these types of people in your life. And don't settle. Don't have personal relationships with people who are not these things. If they're if they're ass clowns and stuff, whatever. Be nice, but don't let it become personal. Yes, yes, it's true. It's true. I'm rambling. I well, for a show that I'm dedicating to a to a man I respect so much, who has done so much for pop culture, not just comic books. You know, something I love very deeply. I probably should have come in with some notes. I should have probably come in here with a game plan. But you know what? Sometimes you overthink it. It's entertainment. Podcasts are entertainment, hopefully. You know, you tell me. It's entertainment, right? Tell me it's entertainment, bro. Or get yourself that legal or illegal. I guess if you live in the States, you can probably easily get a legal firearm. Just get it and just like be like, oh, I'm being so careless. But just, you know, point it in my direction and just... Oh, I bet. Oh, I hope the safety's on. I'm pretty sure it's on. And even if it's not, I'm not like clumsy. I'm all, oops, boom. Make sure you take me out if this is not entertaining. As I ain't good for nothing on this planet if this ain't entertaining. This is the one thing I do. I'm a proud. I don't know about that. I don't feel that strongly about this or anything, really. I'm prideless, really. But I'm sure you knew that. You listened for like 10 episodes. Like, this guy has got nothing going on for him prideless, careless, but I certainly hope not witless. It's all I got. It's all I fucking got. Oh, you know what? I don't have a ton of uh, topics to get to, so I should get to this one thing that I've been meaning to do, meaning to talk about for like, I don't know, like 30 episodes now. And that's, remember how there's a very good chance I lost my buddy David because he listened to an episode where I did an epic 15-minute gay joke about him? And because he's also from the House of Soft Style, I think he took that to heart and uh, just stopped talking to me. Yeah, I've been thinking about that for a long time. And I feel like whether or not that's the case, it's a distinct possibility. Now, I was talking to my buddy Shane the other day, and he's like, wait, you have a podcast? Like, well, he's like, I should have heard about this by now. I'm like, yeah, well, you should, probably should have heard about this by now. I've known you for like four years. You should definitely, yeah, where to give a crap about my life, buddy. So, okay, that's a that's a bad example, but I feel like some of my friends could be listening to this show. Yes, I'm using the term friends loosely here. People I know and have talked to and am friendly with could be listening to this show, and I don't want to be throwing anybody under the bus, especially if I'm, if I'm going to name them by name. It's probably because I like them. Think of them as a friend or at least a buddy. So I do remember one episode, I think, now I may have imagined this or dreamed it up because Lord knows that my mind is gone, but I may have at one point been like, yeah, my buddy Mikey, he's happily married, but I feel like he could do better. And that sounds really bad. That sounds like he married some pig and it's not true. 
His lovely bride, Nicole. Wonderful girl. Beautiful. Uh, you know, one of these, like, strong type of women, you know? She's definitely telling him what to do. But certainly out of my league. But when I say things like, they could do better. Like, I feel every one of my friends minus, minus David. Because I feel like he's dating up. And I told him that a couple, uh, I want to say a couple weeks ago. But I haven't talked to him in at least a year, buddy. But the last time I saw him, I'm like, you know what? You're, you're doing pretty good for yourself. You're dating up. And he got so upset. He's like, no, I'm not. She's dating up. I'm like, what Like, what fantasy world do you live in? I didn't press it because it doesn't matter. He's dating up. She's dating up. Whatever. They're dating each other. Good for you guys. But I think the world of my friends, I think these are all legitimate guys. Really good guys. Funny dudes. Hopefully not as funny as me because that's like the one thing I contribute to to the gang. Everyone else has like... You know, like morals and smarts and ideas and I don't know, like they all drive and stuff. I I offer very little to them. Hopefully, laughter and jokes is my thing. But I look at all my buddies. I look at all my friends. I'm like, you're all like good dudes, good looking dudes. And in Mikey's case, very, very successful as far as his job is concerned. And I know it sounds like backtracking and I usually don't do that. But for my buddies, I'll clear the air. I will clarify what I mean. I just mean when I look at them, I'm like... You're all dating girls I couldn't get. There's no doubt about that. But with that being said, I feel like y'all could do better. I feel like you're none of you are dating supermodels or at least models. You should all be dating models who are really like meek and kind, soft-spoken, and not telling you what to do. You know, not a pushover, like a strong, strong woman, but not in the sense of like a strong black woman type of thing where, you know, she'll breathe down your neck and give you sass and stuff and suck her teeth and like, you know, threaten to sick her friend Tyrone on you or whatnot. Yeah, I know. I know. It's a Stanley episode. I probably shouldn't fit in some casual racism in there, but it's like any ho show at the end of the day. There's always room for a little casual sexism, racism and ageism. And Asianisms, I guess. Which reminds me of something I want to talk about. I'll get to it in a second. But I just wanted to make sure all I'm saying is... I think all my buddies, they're doing really well for themselves. I just look at them like, you deserve even more than you have. I could be mistaken, because as far as I'm concerned, I feel like I should, I deserve Lizzie Olsen. Or at least like a, a, a poor man's version of her, like a clone. I don't know. Even if there's, like, deficiencies, like, she she can't talk or something. Some people will kill for that. I don't know. I personally don't want to go down that road because part of Lizzie Olsen's charm is her smarts and intelligence. And I don't want to learn sign language. I'm sure she she would figure out, even a clone of her would have, like, 90%, 80%, even at 80 75% of her smarts, she would still definitely 100% be able to figure out sign language. But I know me. I'm not good with change. I don't learn very fast. I'm not all that smart. If I didn't learn Chinese and English when I was a child, there's no chance in hell I would know either one today. We would never be able to communicate. I'd be like, girl, you're looking good, moving your hands around like that. But I don't know what you're saying. I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna assume you're saying that you love me long time. When in actuality she's saying, even the clone Lizzie Olsen is too good for you. I love some beautiful white guy. And she pulls some gnarly-looking douchebag in, into the room. Like, he's not beautiful. I'm more beautiful than him. And she does her sign again. And she's like, oh, did I say beautiful? I just meant white. 
I better learn the sign for white is right so I can call her out on her shit when this hypothetical day happens. I'm moving on before I forget. So I was talking about something about Asians. It's perfect. Actually, it's one, one of these wonderful, uh, brilliant, genius segues I've come up with. Who needs notes when you're as good as old Kenny, right? I didn't just fluke into it. I didn't fluke into both mute and Asians into in one topic. I didn't just fluke into me wanting to talk about... There was this one time I was on YouTube watching some makeup tutorial. I don't judge. Don't judge. We all have our needs. We're all just trying to get by. When you're as homely as me, yeah, learn whatever you gotta learn to, to hide the ugly, alright? A couple makeup tutorials, if it's got better my life, why would you judge me? Just let me walk the path, man. But that's beside the point, I guess. What I'm really trying to get at is I was watching this makeup tutorial, and uh, there's this beautiful Asian girl. I'm sure you've seen the type. Like these doe-eyed, doll-looking type of girls. And this girl had hoo-hoos. Clickbait, I'm telling you. Social media was built for hot chicks. I, I ain't that funny, but I know I'm funnier than like 97% of all women on this planet. Yet every time I look at those numbers, I'm like, can someone get me an interview with Taylor Swift or not? Hot girl, all you gotta do is just like be on camera. You're gonna get 100,000 subscribers, no problem, bud. Like this girl, beautiful. You know, did her makeup real well. I'm like, that's perfect. That's a perfect pairing. That's a perfect pair on your chest, girl. What up? But how she had, like, I don't remember how many subscribers she had, but I'm assuming more than, like, the 200 the Kenny Ho Gaming Show accumulated through its time. I'm assuming she had more than that. And I'm not saying... No, I am saying she shouldn't because as beautiful as this girl is, she's a sight to behold, candid for the eyes, but by God... Golly, the moment she opened her mouth. I only listened because, you know, it's like a car wreck. You, you can't look away. I kept, and she had nice boobs. So I kept watching for a little bit, but my God, I had to put it on mute. Because this beautiful angel opened up her mouth and made a horrid sound. It went something like, I believe this bitch is one of them sirens. I think I'm turning into stone as we speak or she's stealing my soul or whatever the hell a siren does. It turns out this girl was Vietnamese and it turns out it is the ugliest language on the planet. This girl like in, I don't know, 10 words and like three sentences, like eight seconds. In about eight seconds, she proved a whole bunch of things to me. She proved a bunch of my opinions correct and that uh, my opinions are... About like 75% of the population in general needs to talk less. Like 90% of women need to know their roles and shut their mouths. Yes, their role is to make a delicious sandwich for, I don't know, somebody, their loved ones, old Kenny. But because Chinese people don't like Vietnamese people, this chick proved that 100% of Vietnamese Men and women alike need to zip their goddamn mouths and never ever say another word to anybody. Maybe to each other, you know? I don't think a siren can, can I don't know, melt another siren or whatever they do. But don't get me wrong, we're all a little racist. Old Kenny's maybe a little bit more than a little bit racist. But I've never truly had a bunch of beef against Vietnamese people. But I watch this video, I'm like, alright, I think I can see what the beef is all about.
And don't get me wrong, Mandarin's an ugly language as well. It's a lot of her, 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 a lot of phlegm and shit. But my God, I don't feel like I'm being transformed into some sort of the frog or whatever the hell sirens do. But I feel like on an episode where I came on specifically to be like, I, I don't know if I can say honor Stanley. I don't think I came on here being like, I'm going to honor the guy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to impress him. I'm pretty sure I know me well enough to know that could never happen. But, you know, I came on dedicating this episode to him. I don't think I should leave on uh, 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 something hateful, something racist, something shitty. Jokes is shit, but still shitty. I think I'm going to leave on something positive. And uh, there was actually something positive, uh, despite all the muck and crap of uh, working at this other job. And, well, even the first job is not perfect. There's lots of stuff I don't like that happened there. I just happened to like it more than the second job. There was one standout light this week, and that light was the Detective Pikachu teaser trailer, launch trailer, whichever one it was. Did you see it? If you haven't seen it, go on thekennyhoshow.com. That's right. Cross-platform promoting. Although I don't really do anything on thekennyhoshow.com. You know, I check here and there just to give me some hits, I guess. But there's probably not going to be too much on there. But it's on there. Check it out. And it's beautiful. This is this is a movie that I'm going to have to eat some crow on. Because initially, when the idea was floated around, I'm like, this is so stupid. Detective Pikachu is a stupid idea. What is this crap? Why don't you make a live action movie starring Ash Ketchum? I'm down for that shit. Let's do it. Nostalgia films are all the rage. Let's do this. This is a bad idea. It's gonna flop. But oh my goodness, it's not gonna flop. Holy crap. It is a brilliant idea. I mean, initially I was turned off because I'm like, oh, so... The new idea of diversity is just going from white guy to black guy. What about everyone in between? But then I looked closely. I'm like, this guy is kind of in between. He looks like he's milk chocolatey black. I don't know. Whatever. I got no horse in this at this point. I'm out of the game. I'm just tired all the time. I need a nap. But I was sold the moment I saw a Charmander walking around. I'm like, oh my god, I wish this was real life. Oh, I would be so good to that Charmander. It'll light my house on fire. But ah, I still love you, Charmander. You bring me so much joy. But I'll settle for watching this movie. A movie where, okay, Ryan Reynolds, whatever. He's a big star, I guess. That's why he got the, the role. I would have preferred an unknown. But it's a great gimmick. It's a great, it's a brilliant way to do it. This one trainer can hear him talk. We as the audience can hear him talk so we understand what's going on. But everyone else still hears Pika Pika. Because when it was like a man's voice, I'm like, this is such a weird choice. Like, why does a Pikachu talk like that? But he doesn't. He actually talks like the regular Pikachu. That changed everything for me. I'm like, oh my god, so he is adorable. He's not like a weird old man Pikachu. He's a regular cutie pie Pikachu. But it just, you know, Brian Reynolds needed to buy more bitches, so he, he fought for the role. And that mime scene, oh, that's going to be hilarious. I'm so down for this movie. Get, somebody get me a time machine. No, not to move forward to go see this Pikachu movie. No, no, to go way back, play back, and warn my daddy about having a second child. But like, the first one's cool, man. He's going to be a successful guy. He's a good dude. Just, like, focus all your attention on him. This world does not need an old Kenny. You do not need an old Kenny, Pops. You could turn the other bedroom into a game room, bud. 
And you can take like the 20, 30 grand that some bitch blew on theater school to, I don't know, do whatever you want to do, travel, buy hookers, buy a car, anything, anything is better. Believe me. All right, that's it. That's episode 181 of the coolest podcast ever. Mankind has never seen a cooler podcast. They've heard cooler podcasts, but they've never seen a cooler podcast. Got them. Technicality. What up? Take that, Jimbo, you hillbilly. Go cry to your mother, who's also your aunt. Old Kenna, even working at 8% capacity, is too smart for your inbred hillbilly ass. All right. It is time I go take a nap. That's not true. I'm going to go to the crying corner and cry for a bit and then have a bunch of food and then go take a nap. That's how a fat boy does it. And you, you got to like it, share it, and love it. Keep the dream alive. My my dream. (laughs) All right. You take care of yourself. And until next time, Elizabeth Olsen. I was like, you can't you can't have the gay lisp when, when you when I'm trying to talk to Elizabeth Olsen. You gotta have that real manly Lothario voice. Be like, hey, Elizabeth Olsen, I'll be listening, and I hope you're impressed. Don't know why I have this accent. I don't even know what it is. Kind of sounds like lost alone to me. Hey, this Briss, baby. What up? All right, Elizabeth Olsen. I hope you're listening, and I hope you're impressed. Toodles! Wait, I can't end it like that. I meant to say, in the words of the great Stan Lee, an iconic line that will echo through time and space, Excelsior!